Hey everyone, it's Brianna coming to you from the Lost Gettles Library, and you're listening to The Page Turner. Hello everyone, welcome back to The Page Turner. As always, I'm Brianna, and I'm coming to you from the Lost Gettles Library here in beautiful Los Gatos, California. <laughs> Today, um, uh, well, my special guest is one of my coworkers, Peter. Hi, Peter. Hi, it's good to be on the show. I know, I, you told me that you hadn't been on it before, and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, unless my memory is really bad, I'm pretty sure this is my first time being on a podcast. It made me so happy because clearly I thought you'd been on before because we've talked about books so much together Mm -hmm. um and this is called the page trailer and i started it when i was a page and now you are the senior one of the senior pages that's at the library Mm -hmm. um uh can you kind of explain what the difference between that and uh just a page in general is i mean it's pretty much the same job i just do more of the stuff full time yeah <laughs> still shelf books still help people find things and just keep things nice and tidy it's yeah you you guys uh keep the building running yeah truly keep it's like the circular toy system you just keep things things go in things go out it's it's wonderful mm-hmm. um yeah so congratulations again i know you've been in that position for a bit now but mm-hmm. i just wanted to offer that thank you um so just a little bit of housekeeping if you listened to our last episode, we had librarian Grace, who is our children's librarian, and we had Shante, who is our new adult librarian. So me and Shante work very closely together as we adult do adult collection and services. And that was really fun because I introduced a new segment to the podcast called Now You're a Librarian. And we're talking about books that you may be surprised that your local librarian hasn't read yet. And so we jokingly say, okay, once you've read it, now you're a librarian. But of course... Um. There's all these different tastes and interests, but I, we just thought the concept would be pretty fun. And it was a really good time. So um, we started with the, the first Harry Potter book. So if you have not listened yet, um, please go over there. Um, in every episode, we include newer titles that we think are even better than the book that we're talking about. So if you're excited about those kind of recommendations, we got them from a very own children's librarian. Feel free to hop on over and listen. And then one more bit of, uh, two more bits of housekeeping. One, this podcast is always for years, come out on the first Tuesday of every month. And this year, it got a little crazy, got a little busy. And with everything going on, it seems that right now we're kind of posting on the third Tuesday of every month. So just keep an eye out for that um, with whether or not we will be going back to the first of the month or we'll hold this third Tuesday of the month slot. I will keep you guys updated, and you can check our socials for when we post new episodes. Finally, finally, we always talk about an event coming up, and in March, we have the opera. (gasps) (laughs) Right? It's very exciting. I'm I'm stoked. Have you been to the opera before, Peter? I have, actually. (gasps) You have? What did you see? I believe it was the Barber of Seville, and it was... was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That... I've never been to an opera. Um, Does it feel... Obviously, it's its own fine art. Mm-hmm. Um, but would you say, what's the main difference between, like, a play or a musical? Or there was anything specific about it that, like, stood out as being, oh, this is way different? I mean, just, like, sort of the quality of the singing from what I saw was just, like, wow, they they, they just project, and, and it was really beautiful. 
Another thing was it was all in Italian, so I had no idea what they were saying unless I looked at these, like they had subtitles above the screen on this one. Wow, they did. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. I, I guess I, I never really thought about that, but the fact that they have that, is, that's pretty neat. Yeah. I, I love that. They like said you are going to, you can enjoy it in another language and then take it in on the screen. That's awesome. Yeah, oh. and it was definitely a spectacle even without like knowing what they exactly they were saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I'm excited. This will be my first opera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, La Boheme is the performance they are doing, and th- that will be March 24th through the 26th. There will be two night showings, and then on Sunday there will be a matinee. It's free. You will just, you know, have dinner in beautiful downtown and then walk on down to the library Ooh. and watch the opera outside on the lawn. <laughs> so we're excited about that. Um, okay, now that all those things are out of the way, I don't even know where to begin with this. It's a big scope. I guess starting at the beginning would be the best one. <laughs> yes, yes. So what are we what are we lost for words about? Um, so Three Body Problem, it's obviously a sci-fi book that has gotten a lot of like positive positive reviews. It Acclaim. Acclaim, I guess you should mm-hmm. could say. It's what I guess struck it for me was that it had plays a lot with, I guess, scope and scale. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the book itself starts off in the past in Cultural Revolution China, and, like, it's honestly kind of like a, kind of, like, brutal and, like, very intense starting to a book. Oh, yes, very, very much so. And, oh my gosh, we need to say the author is the extremely talented... Sushin Lu. Mm-hmm. And I, you would not know that these books were translated from it. Like, this is hard science. Like you said, scope and scale. And this is maybe the most impressive translation, translated work I have ever read. Because never once did I think, oh, am I missing something? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, mean, other than the hard science. <laughs> yeah, well, the hard science, and I will admit I had uh, some trouble keeping track of the names at first. Oh, yes, yes, which I think is something that um, I, I feel like people should always, you know, it's difficult. It's different um, and when there's a lot of players. Um, but I will say, you know, I listened to an audio, did you? I did, audio yes. audiobook and, yeah, and when I needed to, I would, like, look up, to, like, different parts if I could on, like, the ebook. Yeah, yeah, and and you, you it really is a book that just, you know, we're having a lot of starts and stops with our sentences because... It is so grand that, like, we, <laughs> we're doing our best to try to express how amazing it is. But when we talk about it, it's usually, like, just us doing half sentences over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, so if you'd like to go back to what you were talking about at the beginning. So I, I guess a good thing to mention about this book is not only does it have, like, a very grand scale that it often it scales up through through the series, but it also keeps it, I, at least I felt, like, brings back moments of, like, the smaller, like, human individual, yes. like, part of the story to kind of, like, either keep it in perspective or just to, like, tell a good story. Yes. Which I feel like certain, like, large-scale sci-fi books kind of, like, end up losing a little bit of that, like, human yes. aspect to it. This So I, actually, after reading this, I was on, a, like... I was on a mission to try to find something that wowed me as much. Mm-hmm. And that's always a mistake, right? You need, to, you need to sit back and digest and not assume that your next book is going to be as grand. 
But you can't help yourself. And yeah. I tried to read um, The Foundation by Isaac Asimov, who, classic writer. His mm-hmm. Foundation series, my boring, I've been reading it, read it for years. And the scope was not as big. So, yeah. and, 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 and that was something that Sushin excelled at. Because, like you said, we, you follow various individuals. And you start from the beginning, and then you pick up with them later. They make decisions that you don't know what the end game or result is until later, and how it pieces everything together. And um, it, you know, the, the gist of it is that they, someone makes contact with, seeing if there's life out there, mm-hmm. and they get contact back, and the contact that they get back, the information they get back is like, um. So it's not good. It's not. <laughs> it's not, not heartwarming good. news. Yes. And and now humanity has this job to do, and they have no idea how they're going to do it. But they go to work to try and do it. But people. Mm-hmm. But you have centuries and millennia like that's going to be passing before they arrive. So people are still living their lives mm-hmm. while a select group of people on and off throughout generations. Are working on this. Yeah, and I will have to say that despite that this story takes place over like what four or five hundred years, yeah. oh, t- technically more. We got millennia <laughs> coming on later, but like he, still the author still manages to like keep a good focus on like a s- relatively small number of characters, yes. and like we follow like several of the main characters like through this story as witnesses and like pieces in this like very large and like like scarily large plot yes and scarily large is correct and i i the humanity we were talking about i was so impressed by the science like like when you start first start hearing the science you're Mm -hmm. like wait am i gonna be able to follow this like yeah it does a good job though it it does what you do is you say look i'm along for the ride and then in moments you don't expect, they break it down. And it's not like, oh, here's 12 pages of how something works. Because that's never, that's never a compelling way. Mm-hmm. It breaks it down through natural moments between characters, through actions. Some things, you know, you fully understand when, like, a plot twist happens. And I, there were so many times my jaw dropped. Wait, did that happen to you? Uh, there, yes, definitely. <laughs> and, like, the way that they, he sort of, like, brings up these, uh, like, large, I guess, concepts of, like, theoretical physics, because a lot of this is, like, it's based on, like, concepts that theoretical physicists have, I guess, been sort of, like, mulling over, but Mm -hmm. we don't have, like, I guess, like, the experimental experience to, like, know if any of this is actually going on. Yes, yes, yeah. um, That's a good point. So, like, well... A lot of it is hard science that, you know, we have never studied. You, you get bits and pieces of things that you learned growing up, or learned the way things work. Yeah, and, like, from other sci-fi, like, um, for example, I think it's the, f- like, Fermi's principle. Wait, don't that's I say that right? That sounds familiar. It, uh, the one that's, uh, or, no, paradox. Fermi's paradox saying that, like, we are, life has formed on this planet, and there are, like, a so many like a vast number of planets in the universe how come we haven't found life yet yes oh my gosh okay and and right now when we're talking about it we are talking about the trilogy as a whole there's three books yes um and we, and 
we are promoting heavily that people are close to it with book one because you cannot read these books out of order. Please yes. do not. Please do not. Um, the smallest in scale, but I would say by far. Um, but it still like introduces like these concepts of I guess like what cosmic fear almost. Yes, yes, and and there's moments in this book where you as a human being are afraid and odd because mm-hmm. I feel like every moment, every step of the way. I mean, this is going to sound silly to say for stuff that, like, is sci-fi, maybe, but every step of the way, it felt so realistic. I felt like, I felt like really close to humanity reading this. Mm -hmm. It felt very, it just felt real. Yeah, did feel, I would definitely agree with you that there did have, like, a lot of, like, real human sensation in it. It also, at least in my case, I felt like I learns a lot like even a bit about like actual history Um, like the first part of the book takes place in cultural revolutionary China and I guess I'm not very learned in history but like they introduced like concepts of just what was going on at the time Mm -hmm. and and it was quite quite a shocking starter yes Um, yeah and the way and and that's how it, it does with anything that you may be intimidated by picking up this book because you don't know about certain things, including history, right? I mean, there's so much history, like, we can't be experts on all of yeah, it, right? but, like, I was able to appreciate the fact, exactly. despite, like, not really knowing anything about history or hardly anything about physics, so... Yeah, well, yeah, it made an impression that you understood and that... It made an impression. Yes, and he... he the author really did a good job of, like, getting across these concepts and emotions... And, like, ideologies also, especially in the first book. Yes. Well, actually, in all the books. In all of them. Um, yeah. I mean, I... It just kept unfolding. There's, mm-hmm. there's this one concept... Folding is a great way to... Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so, it's so funny, because normally I'm like, yes, spoilers. Look, if you're listening to the podcast, there's going to be spoilers. And I do... I, and I am going to say that again. But I so I almost don't want to. Like, I don't want any part of these books being spoiled. But I do think it would be fun for us to mention one or two concepts. Mm-hmm. And because it doesn't tell you, you know, what, how it turns out or how things happen. But um, so I thought it'd be fun to do that just to show you how quite broad scoped and amazing this is. So um, so these one one is in the first book, the three body problem refers to this video game that people are playing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and so every once in a while you have people logging into this video game, um, and it's really broad. So yeah. don't worry, it's not like, you know, it's it's a very broad. Yeah, it's almost more of like an simulation, an, an intellectual exercise <laughs> simulator. You're so right. You're so right. It's not a video game. Video game. It, that was perfect. It's so cool. Like kind of cheesy, but like you maybe think it's kind of cheesy, but like you're so right. So people log in, mm-hmm. and they're on this planet that um, only exists for a certain amount of time because it burns itself out. And it's like, hey, how do you stop this from happening? There's three suns, three body, <laughs> three, yeah. there's three suns, and eventually they're going to explode. How do we stop this from happening? Yeah, it's it's like a highly detailed video game, but it's more of like a riddle of can the players figure out what's happening and mm-hmm. come up with a, like ideas of how to solve the the environment of the game yes and people are and so you go back and forth between you know someone who logs in to see what's going on um 
and trying to, you know, be, being part of, you meet a couple players, but that are attempting to, sol- to, be, to solve this problem. Yeah, and they all have, like, usernames that are, like, classical, like, philosophers. And, Einstein and... Yeah, the... Like Aristotle was one. Yeah, yeah, which I thought was a, a wonderful touch. Um, and you're like, wait, how is this connecting to? Yeah, and I'm actually, not going to tell you how. Yeah, for a good long while, I was uh, I like actually I think multiple parts, especially in like the first book, was mm-hmm. me just sort of trying to figure out how all these disparate sort of like seeming things connected. Yeah, and and actually like coming back and reading the first book yeah. at least at the beginning like I'm like stroking my chin at just like oh I see how that ties back oh, in it's, it's, it's very significant it's okay. genius I think in five years like in five years I'm going to reread these books but this time because the audio was so good and I think the audio is helpful for transporting you in I am yeah. going to reread it though in physical <clears> form and I'm going to be I don't write my books but I'm going to be mulking these books up because the genius um, so that's one concept, and we're not going to tell you how it connects. Um, <laughs> and then there's another concept where, oh my gosh, I just thought of the, oh my gosh, I just, just thought remembered of the, 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 the riddles, the parable. Okay, so we will circle back. <laughs> so I guess we're giving a concept from each book. How does that sound? So book two, the when the wall breaker. Okay. So book two, there's a wall breaker series. I'm not going to tell you. So people are selected to solve a problem. And they are given free range on how to do so. Yes, four four leaders whose aims are intended to be inscrutable. Yes, so they need to solve a problem. They can do whatever they need. They can request as much money from this um, committee. Um, and Absolute authority, almost. Yes, but if someone... but um, and, and the reason why it's secret... Well, I'm not going to tell you that. But <laughs> it's, so, it's so hard to I say know, this right? without saying anything. I know, but aren't you, aren't you intrigued? Oh my gosh. Um, so, but if someone figures out what your plan was, you are no longer a wall breaker. Yes. And that's all I'm going to say. And it's, that concept was like, it was something I, I, my, and, and, and that <laughs> whole, the whole series of events around that, my jaw dropped so many times. I, I felt like fear. I felt like intrigue. I was fascinated. I was like, this concept is something I've never read about, especially in this context. Yeah. Like, but I could see humanity doing that. Yeah. And also how like uh, the rest of society sort of kind of first instates these wall breakers and then sort of how that relationship changes over time. Yes. Depending on things. Yeah. Things, the person, the events, and I guess the amount of powers they decide to like, employ to accomplish their inscrutable yes. schemes. Yes, and it just, it it blows my, oh my gosh. I know I keep, we just keep, I just keep yes. repeating myself, but it is fascinating. I, like, I, you don't, you're not going to see where this is going. You're not going to see where anything from the first book is going. You're thinking how these um, come together. Um, and then the third book, the last trilogy, there is a concept where there, there is a concept where you are told three parables, and they're very, very important. They're very, very important to solving a problem. And are, are these the 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 like the stories? The, yes, the stories. Yes, stories. Like, yes, uh, yes. Like the the shoot. How do I say this without saying it? Like, yes, but that, that's exactly that. So there's three stories, and 
hidden in these is the key, the secret hidden cipher to... To do something. Solving one of the universe's... Well, some of the universe's and humanity's greatest problems. Yes. And when I was listening to that part, I was like... I was riveted. Like, and every time when you when you learn... When you, when you, oh yeah, when when, when they actually like show how each end of these stories like end up getting deciphered, like yeah, yeah, I mean, and we just keep putting our hands over the head because and there's and the, and the, uh, the physics, it's it's the physics of it all. It's amazing, and then and then and then, like, <laughs> I just I don't even want to go into anything else. That that's all. Those are all the specific nuggets I'm gonna get. Uh, to our listeners, I'm sorry we. If we are being very vague, but I will say a couple, t- a couple times I've been helping patrons, and they're like, they're in the sci-fi section. I say, "Have you read this?" And they either say yes, it was amazing, which I was like, yes, and or they say no. And when I suggest it, and I'm babbling like this, like they're like, "I want that. I want to read that." <laughs> I had someone happen, gentleman it happened with a gentleman with me today, and I put him on hold for him, the first book <laughs> because he was like he he literally pointed to me and was like that. I was like, oh, did you need help with anything else? And he was like, I was just looking for something to read. But what you just said, that that is what I want in my next book. Yeah, and, and you've told me that, like, I guess before reading this book, you n- didn't really consider yourself, like, a big sci-fi person. Yeah. I Yeah, this book made me realize I actually love sci-fi. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know why I never, like, I would never go to the sci-fi section specifically to buy stuff, really to check out, but now that that's one of the sections I'm in charge of, just every once in a while I might pick up something randomly yeah well because i i definitely do feel that there are like a lot of the mainstream sci-fi things like star wars and all that stuff like their scale may be like bigger than a lot of like regular fiction but it's always like limited to a certain i guess scope mm-hmm. yeah um, totally and i like the ones i think you do too because like i talked about another book we both read which is in like my top 10 life-changing leads which is the Motion Chronicles. By oh, Ray. yeah. Martian Chronicles is great. By Wade Bradbury. I, that book, and as always, I will put a list of the books and TV shows and movies that we mention in um, the show notes of the blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, every page, every, ch- every chapter yeah, that. it's beautifully written, and it gives, like, I don't know, I guess the perspective of it was something that stuck with me. It, 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 just everything. And, and that's um, another one that ties into humanity and humans and what could be and and how regardless of when it was written it felt like i was watching my fellow humans do this so the, uh, the motion chronicles is about Earth's time uh colonizing mars mm-hmm. and so the first two chapters i'll just say it's about oh earth you know sent a ship oh that failed and then second one oh they got closer but they failed oh third one oh the first people landed and then every chapter every short story is connecting stories about and you never go back to Earth, but you hear you sometimes hear about what's happening on Earth, and then the the encounters that happen on Mars, and it just it just blew my mind. And there's a chapter in there that I heard was part inspiration for um, Fahrenheit 451. Ah. And um, that that also blew my mind because I read that a long time ago in school. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So if those sounds intriguing intriguing to you and. I'm, I'm telling you, like, if you even have the slightest hint of love or interest in sci-fi, you will enjoy this series. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, it also is going to be a Netflix series. Yes, they are working on that. Yeah, and 
I'm stoked. I'm going to check it out. I, I don't, it's so, I'm like, I can't be done. <laughs> no, I, I, I have sort of been imagining in my head, like how they would, I guess, work this in. Uh, I think the first one mm-hmm. is definitely doable with like the right direction. Yeah. Um, the later ones, I, I don't know how they're going to do that on a budget. How they're going to do. Um, you would need like $50 billion yeah. to do book two. Yo, I will say though, these books do have some like very like fun, colorful characters, I would say. Yes. Like one of my favorite would be like this sort of like, um, without spoiling too much, like yeah. this, like, I guess really gruff sort of like, kind of like irreverent and outspoken oh, police yeah. detective. <laughs> yes. Uh, He's great. Oh yeah. Darshi. Yeah. But I love that guy. And he's, uh, I'm, I'm, like, glad. Like, a lot of the characters are scientists, and he's just, like, a cop on the beat. Yeah. And he's like, okay, but you can't, you can't, like, uh, that's another yeah. thing that ties into humanity, right? Because he kept saying, look, you guys are scientists. I've dealt with people. You need to listen to my perspective on some things. Yeah. You can't, you can't. I mean, you, you can't, he's almost like saying, you can't science your way out of this one, folks. Yeah. Which, like, they need to, but, like, you need to remember that other component. There's this whole... That, yeah, despite all this, we're still humans, and yes. you gotta bring yourself down to Earth. <laughs> and... It, exactly. And, and he's great. And then there's one, one of the wall breakers, I will say. Can we name him, or... Because no. it's not in the second book? Okay. Because... Yeah, the way that he becomes a wall breaker is yeah, I guess special. That's right. So, that's right. I what I love though is you follow him for a long time, and he felt also the most real, right? Because you have a group of people who are want glo- not who want to be not want glory, but who are actively who who, who want to wield this power. Yes, want to wield the power. Who want you know you have scientists who are gung ho about about being on yep. this project. Military people. Military people who are gung-ho about being on the project. And then you have people who um, are good for the positions because they didn't want it, but at the same time, you know, because that lends another perspective, right? You don't just want people that are all gung-ho because problems happen as you will read in the book. But also, look, it's, this is exhausting. We're talking about... Oh, yeah, that, that's... Hundreds, centuries and centuries of a year-long thing, and it's exhausting at one point... Not just for the for the individual characters, but for humanity as a whole. As I a think whole. this is an... Ex- like. As a whole. So imagine, imagine having generations upon generations upon exponential generations that need to be focused. How do you, you know, especially when, oh, well, this isn't going to happen in my lifetime, mm-hmm. which, you know, you could say that about things in our world by climate change like this oh well i'll be fine you know um so how how do you focus topical of the first book too yeah focus a whole hundreds of thousands of people billions of people yeah the feats of organization are and i feel like that's another aspect that's kind of emphasized is like how hard is it to get humanity on the same page pretty darn hard Mm -hmm. and as well when we we can be focused, right? But then what happens if something goes awry real quickly all of a sudden? Yeah, how does humanity react to a crisis? Yeah, big scale, immediate, uh, far in the future. Like, and it just, yeah. 
It, mm. it, it just, and that's, again, why it felt so real. You know, it also was beautiful in how they never stopped trying. Yeah, and, like, how, like, despite all these, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's, a, like, a lot of, like, I guess, um, losing uh, of hope. Obstacles? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, he, the author does tend to, like, weave in, like, some really kind of inspiring things. Of, and beautiful, beautiful moments. Yeah. And something I think I've, we've, I've talked about on the podcast before when we've talked about science fiction or just, you know, life, um, is, you know, people today have very different concepts of uh, humanity's role in the universe mm-hmm. and humanity's timeline in the universe. And I think... For me, I feel like, well, everything has a beginning and an end. And some other people are like, no, like, we, maybe other uh, species or entities couldn't last very long. We're going to last as long as, we're going to, we're going to last. We're going to figure this out. It's not going to explode one day, you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's peace and fear in that, all, all across that spectrum in, in humanity. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was very relatable as well. You know, like, at what point is it you're fighting laws of nature? Yeah. I, I guess sort of struggling against the inevitability of one's own existence. Yeah. And it's like, at one point, you know, it's I flip-flopped so many times on how I felt about everything going on. I was, you know, rooting. Then I was, like, felt hopeless, just like they felt hopeless. Then, I, you know, you feel scared. And then you feel nervous. And then, you know, you're like... and. The moments of profound positivity and hope and genius and, you know, pride in humanity and also profound moments of deep sadness. Oh, yeah. Absolute despair. And, and, and and somehow, like, sometimes they end up, like, really, like, kind of, like, weirdly meeting in the middle. Yes. I want to talk about that specifically, but I can't. (laughs) No. No. I, I, I can't. I, like, I feel like doing more spoilers will be such a disservice to first-time listeners. Mm-hmm. Or first-time listeners of the book, I mean. Philosophical question. Yes, I love philosophical questions. What do you think the goals of civilization are? I don't think... Mm, I don't think there's an end-game goal. Mm-hmm. So I think while we're here, we, we strive for learning and curiosity and harmony and celebrating in our existence in time. Hmm. Um, but I, I, I think I'm, I mean, it's easier for me to say cause it's, you know, knock on wood, it's not gonna happen right now. But like, I'm at peace with the fact that humanity at some point comes to an end just because so many other things do that. Like everything else does that. Not, nothing has been exempt from that. Mm-hmm. And so I think humanity would fight like we always do. Right? Um, then I think that's beautiful. Um, but I also think, just like how all humans have death in common, I think that it's, there's a beginning and, a, and an end to everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about you? Um, I mean, I do think everything does have a beginning at an end because nothing do- can last forever. But I also think that I would like the human race to at least a do our darndest to try to, like, get to, like... Like, attain our uh, full potential. Yeah, to attain our full potential, but more just, like, I guess, progress to a point where we can sustainably exist in the universe mm-hmm. with, like, in, in harmony. 
I like that. I like yeah. sustainably exist in the news. Yeah. Because that's something else too, right? Like, yeah, if the universe lets us. Oh my god. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> so I just thought of something and I was like, nope, too spoilery. I don't yep, yep, say yep. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, humanity's a pretty amazing species. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think, hey, like, let's see, let's, yeah, let's peacefully and sustainably see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, what you know. What is Earth going to be in a billion years? <laughs> Thank you so much, Peter, for coming mm-hmm. on the podcast. I cannot believe this is your first time on. You will be back. Oh, I, like, I just, you. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> I'm so at a loss for words. Thank you so much also. I, um, I, I kept, of course, every time I finish the book, I have to talk about it. And I was talking about this book for so long. And so I appreciate you. And we had another coworker, Francisco, who picked up these books and just devoured them like I did. Mm-hmm. And so there's nothing greater than getting to talk to a fellow reader about a book you guys both have so much to say about. Um, so thank you so much for reading a book that I kind of... Uh, yeah, you were the one who recommended it to me because you... Yeah, and I'm really glad I... I, I read them all at once, like one after another. Yeah. Yes. I, I finished the first one. I was like, no breaks. I can't. I, I thought at first, oh, I'll relax. I'll read other stuff. And then I was like, no, I have to. I have to stay in this mode. Um, but yeah. Yes. Thank you, Sishin. Sishin Lu. Sishin Lu. Thank you. Uh, you are genius and brilliant. Yeah. and. Good job there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You created a masterpiece. This should be a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. As always, I'm Brianna. And I'm Peter. And this has been The The Page Page Turner. Turner.